when all of a sudden a UFO appears. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> a UFO lands in front of them. And honest to God, the creepiest looking fucking aliens that's ever been put to film emerge out of this UFO. They are terrifying. Yeah. Let's forget like Alien or Independence Day. These <laughs> things are absolute nightmare fuel. Better alive, you're coming with me. Wendy, I'm home. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Movies to Drink to. My name is Finn. I'm Mr. Smith. There we go. (laughs) And today, uh, disclaimer I think this has potential to be the worst episode we've ever done. (laughs) For a number of reasons. Uh, number one, we watched the film a month ago. No, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, We watched yeah. this movie. Now, obviously, we made notes, um, but I could not bring myself to watch it again. No. So, it's not fresh in my mind. Also, my notes, I used... <laughs> in order to... Because, obviously, watching a film and making notes at the same time is quite difficult, and I have to like, pause it and all that shit. Yeah. So, I decided to put my, uh, my headphones in with the microphone and use the text speech to text thing so i could just talk out my notes and it was easier because i could watch the film didn't have to like look down and stuff like that Uh, unfortunately it didn't understand half of what i fucking said and i didn't check it until this morning so i have (laughs) like loads of nonsense words yeah (laughs) i have notes that says like when the grass decides to get angry with chapstick from seafood So it's going to be sketchy, is what I'm saying. It's going to be sketchy as shit. And also, the film we're covering is god-awful. It is Spice World the Movie from 1997. Dear God, yes. Before we go on, don't forget to subscribe and like and tell your friends and jizz over this. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, this is a film that exists. It is. Are you ready to get a little bit zig-a-zig? Ah. (laughs) Were you? Were you? Are you into the Spice Girls? No, never. Um, obviously, like I mean, I, I was. It was the '90s when they first appeared on the scene. Yes, and um, so as any, like, I was a young lad at the time, so there was always the the, the discussions about which one you would. Um, oh, I was eight. Was, yeah, <laughs> I was young. Yeah, when they um, first. I was the older scene. than that. Uh, <laughs> Twenty-eight. <laughs> um. So yeah, there was always the discussion about which one you would. You know, you'd do. You'd rail. Because yeah. you couldn't walk straight. <laughs> yeah. Which one would you? What, now conquest? or then? <laughs> well, let's start with then and go on to now. Uh, I think Jerry was the one, like, at the time, mm-hmm. like, everybody would sort of gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, but then now, probably Mel C. I think she's probably the one that's kind of aged the best. Ah, right. She is the only one that can sing. She's definitely the only one with real talent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's <cool>. literally <laughs> carried the other four. Oh, my God. And there's, there's, <laughs> this, it becomes so apparent in this film that Victoria, bless her, 
Um, can't do anything. <laughs> she no. can't sing. She can't dance. <laughs> no. Although, um, yeah, I think when I was a kid, I liked Baby. Yeah. Because blonde. Uh, now as an adult, well, I don't know what they look like now. But now watching back this, watching this back now, I'd be like, definitely Jerry. <laughs> definitely yeah. Jerry. Yeah, back then. I mean, uh, uh, Mel B's always been stunning. Um, but yeah. It, the accent always, really puts it, you it, on. The accent <laughs> is definitely a no. Um, but yeah, Jer- Jerry was, I think Jerry was the most popular at the time. But, and she knew it, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. I think, which caused all sorts of issues. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but this was a, a the Spice Girls were a big, big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, I don't think I quite realised how big of a deal at the time. Obviously, I was I was a boy. I was eight. I hated the Spice Girls. Yeah. I had an older sister. I couldn't stand them. I couldn't stand the fact that there was something in the world that my older sister loved. Yeah. So it had to be destroyed. I mean, not that long ago, I bought for uh, an ex girlfriend of mine. I bought tickets for their like reunion. Must have been a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but still, ow. <laughs> um, Bazinga. But yeah, the, these concerts were packed mostly with women in their 30s and above. <laughs> well, yeah, because yeah. they grew up. Yeah. On with the movie, just you know, been a bit of filler there because <laughs> this isn't a very long film or not a lot happens. Yeah. Uh, also, this is a request from about a year ago. Right, we put this. That was just, I, let's say, ten months ago. Uh, a couple, I think, a couple of people requested this. Did put it to a vote on Instagram as to whether we should do this film because this is not really in our wheelhouse. No, it's it's, it's <clears> not <throat> one we would have chosen off our own backs. No, to the twenty two percent, the twenty two percent of people that said don't do it, I thank you. <laughs> to the rest of you. You better fucking enjoy this. Yeah, you'd better watch. <laughs> you better be liking and subscribing and commenting. Anyway, Spice World, the movie from 1997, directed by Bob Spires. Who went on to do nothing. <laughs> Shoot himself in the head, probably. He did actually direct some uh, Fawlty Towers episodes. Did he? Yeah. Mm. It stars Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice. Emma Bunton, a.k.a. Baby Spice. Melanie C, a.k.a. Sporty Spice. Jerry Horner, or Halliwell, she was known then, a.k.a. Ginger Spice. And Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice. As well as Elvis Costello, Alan Cumming, Jason Fleming, Stephen Fry, Bob Geldof, Richard E. Grant, Jules Holland, Bob Hoskins, Barry Humphreys, Elton John, Hugh Laurie, Meatloaf, Roger Moore, Jonathan Ross, Jennifer Saunders, and George Went, who is Norm from Cheers. Yes. Also, Michael Barrymore. And Michael Barrymore. Uh, who, for the Americans out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we'll leave it till we get to it. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll explain um, who Barrymore Also, was. before we go uh, on any further, the version I watched had about 10 minutes of footage missing that was cut out. So I did not see Hugh Laurie in this film. Oh. Yes. Yeah, Hugh Laurie's he's in like a flashback scene. Well, no, he's no, it's like a fantasy scene. It keeps cutting off to weird fantasy scenes. He's yeah, that whole, I think there was an entire fantasy segment that was not in my version. All right. Wasn't it the same version you told me to watch? Yeah, I thought so. But... Well, yeah, he was definitely in it. No, no. Anyway, the plot of this film... Beef. World famous pop group the Spice Girls zip around London in their luxurious double-decker bus, having various adventures and performing for their fans. Very simplistic uh, and... 
factual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not big on plot no. or anything else. The film begins with a Spice Girls song. It does. And a sort of... Surprisingly. James Bond music yeah, video thing. Yeah, very James Bond-esque yes. credits. And we get to sit through that. <laughs> <laughs> and then it sort of cuts into Top of the Pops. They're performing on Top of the Pops. Remember Which, Top of the Pops? Uh, top of the Pops. I do remember Top of the Pops. It was uh, like the, the place to go for, for music. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day. It's been cancelled since. Um, also now quite well known because Jimmy Savile, prolific paedophile, was uh, a longtime host yep. of that. Uh, and, 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 you know, did some stuff there yes um so yeah but but other than that it was like it, it was fa- also famous for uh all of the acts and stuff would mime yes they required even though they was there like performing live they would mime to their songs yeah uh, and then you had like people like nirvana would like smash their stuff up to annoy sort of people yeah. and then didn't they after a while they was like oh we'll do it live and that's when it died and then it died yeah <laughs> <laughs> alan cumming is there in the There's audience, some fantastic actors in yes. this doing their worst work, <laughs> as is Richard E. Grant. Yes, and then we get uh, oh, and then as the, the the credits are rolling, and uh, one comes up and says the film is based on an idea by the Sc- Spice Girls and Kim Fuller, <laughs> a not fully thought out idea. No, just there's a, a grain of an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Movie, <laughs> yes, I yeah. like it, Emma. <laughs> Whatever yeah. your name is. <laughs> Ah, Melody, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Richard E. Grant plays their weird manager. manager. His name is Clifford. Clifford, that's it. Clifford, the big manager. I love Richard E. Grant as well, but even, yeah, he can't save this. No. And Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming is great, but this is like um, a weird sort of non role for him. Yeah, I don't even understand his role in this film. He's it's like totally making pointless. a documentary or something. He's yeah. To, yeah, yeah Alan Cumming is a director who is making a documentary that is going to follow them around for five days. Yeah. Um, and also, so they've done the Top of the Pops performance and they're heading out and Elton John appears. Yeah. And then disappears. Yeah. All of the Spice Girls kiss him and he's like, like <laughs> Elton John famously. <laughs> yeah. And he was out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still like, oh, the Ooh, Spice Girls. Hot under the collar. Yeah. <laughs> Just been kissed by five hot, young, gorgeous women. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a waste really yeah, that wasn't it you didn't care no uh yeah and he just disappeared never, never to be seen again yeah anyway the spice girls exit the bbc studios to a horde of screaming fans and they sign autographs all while spice girls music plays yeah in the background i think it's who do you think you are possibly i can't mm. remember now yeah yeah it's been a couple of weeks uh and they board <laughs> their tour bus which is a big London double-decker bus painted in the Union Jack. Yeah. I think this is the Brexit bus. <laughs> it definitely is, yeah. It's very <laughs> Brexity, this bus, isn't it? <laughs> it's got lies about the NHS across yeah. the top side yeah. of it as well. It's got Boris Johnson on top of it, <laughs> just with some fucking Union Jack mini flags, just sat there like a big fat baby. like that. Yeah. <laughs> that zip wire thing. <laughs> yeah. He's just perched on the... He's like the fucking bust on the front of a ship. You've just got <laughs> Boris Johnson pinned to the front of the bus. <laughs> oh, this is great. Wearing a diaper because he's a giant baby. <laughs> so that's their bus. And they uh, go inside the bus. Oh, the interior. Inside of the bus. <laughs> that's not that bus. <laughs> the interior of the bus is fucking ginormous. It's like a house. It looks like the fucking dormitory from Squid Game. Yeah. It's like massive. And there's all these bunks along the side. Like this is not, it's like the TARDIS. Like this is not right. 
and they all have different sections that relate to their personalities. <laughs> their personalities that they've been given yeah, to they're, them. They're manufactured personalities. Like Mel C is constantly on an exercise bike. Yes. And uh, as they go in and they're doing this, I swear to God, Baby Spice lights up a cigarette in the background, which I'm pretty sure you're not meant to see. <laughs> And uh, Meatloaf is the guy driving the bus. Yeah. This is what the guy that performed Bat Out of Hell had been reduced this to. This legendary yeah. <laughs> like, uh, singer. But um, yeah, and uh, yeah, he's a, he's a bus driver In... for the whole of this film. Yeah. And there's, there's one point like later on where he seems to be asleep and like, <laughs> what? What am I doing? <laughs> but yeah, there, there's there, how they, the Spice Girls managed to convince so many people to do these fucking shit roles for this film. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming right. it's it wasn't them personally. Maybe it was them personally. Well, they must have been the draw, maybe. This is basically is a load of most of like the cameos in the cast is oh. like old, middle-aged, pervy British men. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll be in a film with the, the all of the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. But there are there's also like loads of people that can do better. <laughs> yeah, but it's the Spice Girls. Yeah, oh, maybe likes of Jules Holland was like, yeah, I'll hang out with them for the day. <laughs> maybe I get to bang one of them. <laughs> That's the only reason any of these fucking people are in this film. Apart from Elton John and Stephen Fry. <laughs> anyway. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming as well, yeah. Anyway, Michael Barrymore. <laughs> I don't even know what he's into anymore. <laughs> the Spice Girls, uh, on the bus, they have some banter talking about horoscopes. All oh, right, this is, uh, this is the first <clears throat> bit that kind of... Because they're all about girl power and like feminism and stuff but they have an they have this argument that involves boots dresses and astro uh, astrology yeah <laughs> come on <laughs> you can do better than that. no they can't apparently nope. because this idea of girl power was a manufacturing tool yeah sorry a marketing tool manufactured by men yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, they just went along with <laughs> it. Nothing it, actually to do with female empowerment. No, not at all. And like this film, like it really shows that. Like, oh god, yeah. But... <laughs> we'll get onto that later. And uh, Baby Spice's cigarettes have been replaced with lollipops. <laughs> 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 yeah, the whole thing is fucking painful. Yeah, and there's a whole like scene where Mel B is angry at Jerry for stealing her boots. Drama. Yeah. Ooh, the plot Ooh. doth thicken. I was hoping that was going to be the plot of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done my fuck? Yeah, Who's done my fucking boots? Just the argument Scott, escalates. It becomes physical. <laughs> There's a huge like rift between. Yeah. Like, they choose sides. Yeah, they end up just wrestling each other on the bus and God, in oil, yeah. like ripping each other's clothes off and smashing Sadly. pillows. Yeah. <laughs> that was not it. So anyway, they're on their way to a press conference with Jonathan Ross. With Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Great. Uh, <laughs> And during the press conference, Mel C, Mel C seems to think that there are millions of countries in the world. <laughs> this is a line. Millions of countries. Okay. Meanwhile, Norm from Cheers yeah. is across town in a penthouse overlooking Battersea Power Station. Yeah. And he's watching all of this on the TV and he decides he really likes them, especially the blonde one. 40 years older than her at least. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is him and Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall. Um, oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Oh. And anyway, they come here. Mark McKinney and Norm from Cheers decide that we're going to put them in the movie because they're big time movie producers. That's 
A thing is happening. Plot is yeah. happening. There's nothing to suggest they are big time movie producers. They're never anywhere near a movie studio or anything else. No, they're they've just got like, a view they're of... just wandering around. Yeah, London. <laughs> like, yeah, just they're like... just Americans in London. Yeah. Doesn't mean they work in Hollywood. <laughs> Meanwhile, Richard E. Grant takes a phone call from a man named Chief. It's Roger Moore. This is one of my favorite. Roger Moore's entire <laughs> script is nonsense. Yes. Like, but this 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 first one was my favorite out of all of them. He says uh, they're, they're having a conversation about the girls and like what the and he goes uh, he goes when the speeding melon hits the wall it's Christmas for the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something Batman from the sixties would say. <laughs> But yeah, it's such a weird, like, it means nothing. No. And like every single one of his, and he seems like he's got a different animal every time yeah, and they this, cut to So <clears throat> when he first appears, Roger Moore, Moore, uh, Roger Moore appears to basically be a villain complete with a cat. Yeah. And he's got something villainous planned. Maybe we don't know because everything he says is that that's the joke is yeah. that he only speaks in nonsensical metaphors. And uh, Richard Grant hangs, Richard E. Grant hangs up and he doesn't understand anything he said. Yeah, that's the joke, and and we do this Ba-dum-dish. seventeen times. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know that joke was so good they did it four times. Yeah, um, but that that's the best one. I didn't bother writing down any of the others because <clears> like they weren't anywhere near as good as that one. No. Meanwhile, over at rehearsal, there's some singing going on, and Jules Holland is there. Is their band leader or something? Yes, the Spice Girls, <laughs> the Boogie Woogie. I'd like to boogie woogie with you, <laughs> old creepy perv. Yeah, and um, uh, the the girls are dicks to the band yeah the keyboard player at one point makes a mistake and the girls berate him like badly i mean the, everybody in that band is way more talented than any of yeah. the spice girls <laughs> and the spice girls are all like you're fucking shit what's wrong Come with on, you, what's you going on with i'll set That's you on it. fire yeah. <laughs> like, hey hey mel b come over here you play a chord any fucking chord on this keyboard play it for me now yeah, yeah didn't think so get back in line you fucking bitch <laughs> sing the words that somebody else wrote yeah <laughs> Christ. Anyway, they give up rehearsing because the band are so terrible. Yeah. And you can tell later on and throughout the rest of their career they gave up rehearsing <laughs> uh, because they get distracted by their friends. Is this oh, Nicola? Pregnant mate Nikki. Yeah, Nicola. Yes, an incredibly pregnant woman arrives who is their friend. She's friends of all of them. Yeah. It's like, she's like the sixth member. But not. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Like, it, it's kind of geared up to, you're supposed to think that Maybe she was a member of the Spice Girls at one point, but yeah. then there's a flashback later on that completely dismisses that yeah. idea. Yeah, they wouldn't let her in. Sorry, you're too Asian. <laughs> anyway, she's incredibly pregnant, and unfortunately, she's been left by Trevor. Trevor has left her because yeah. men. Yeah. And girl power. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's, that's like, all we get. That's literally, it's like, Tre- she's like, like nine months pregnant, and he's like, Trevor's left me. Oh, men! <laughs> That's like literally the whole... There's yep. no like, why? What yeah, happened? What was, what's the backstory there? Yeah. But no, nothing. He's left because he's a man. Meanwhile, Victoria berates a cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> Just for... <laughs> she's fucking... She's probably my favourite thing in this film. She act- she's just so bad. <laughs> the thing is, there's actually a couple of moments later on in the film where I thought... I think Victoria Beckham might secretly be a comedy genius and not know it. <laughs> like the only times I genuinely laughed yeah. or even found slightly amusing involve her. Yeah. There's a bit ne- <clears throat> right near the end that I literally, I had to pause it because I laughed like, so much. <laughs> <laughs> it took me by surprise that much. I was like, nope. <laughs> then we have some kind of weird flash forward scene 
where the Spice Girls oh, are all being Nikki housewives. Says, yeah, Nikki says something about, oh, could you imagine if you lot had kids? Yeah. Or something, and we do this, like, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And then they're, they're all living in one, like, council flat in the north. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, one of them's in a fat suit. Yeah. And, uh... Oh, yeah, this is... They're... There's so many reasons. You can't find this on any streaming like channel whatsoever. And there's no. so many reasons why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one and this is one of them. And then, like, Victoria Beckham is just a drunk. Yep. Or something. Yeah, she's, and... a, she's a lush. She's oh, no. Like... Is it Mel C's in the fat suit? And she's, uh... like, trying to lose weight on the... I can't remember. Oh, no, no. Yeah, Mel C. Yeah, the sporty spy. She's now fat and she's yeah. still trying to lose weight. Jerry's is suggested that Jerry has about nine kids. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and, um... Yeah, uh, yeah. Victoria's uh, Victoria's a drunk. like fucking. Oh, she goes along, basically says she's packed off her kids to like um, boarding school and doesn't see them ever. Yeah, <laughs> she hates her children. It's all really, <laughs> and all the while Spice Girl music plays in the background. Yeah. Anyway, and Mel B's there like mixing something. Yeah, <laughs> like a Jamaican mum. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Like it's really cringy. End of scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I think. I think there's supposed to be some jokes. I think, the, yeah, the joke is, in the future, this is what we'll be like if yeah. we have children, but we're not going to. We're not going to fucking fall for a Trevor like you, Nicola. That's why you're not in the band. <laughs> Could have been in the band, but you couldn't close your legs. Yeah, now look at you. <laughs> you're fat. That's it. Oh, here we go. Mel C is fat. Emma's got six kids. Victoria's a drunk who hates her kids. <laughs> and then it cuts back to them, and they're rude to Jules Holland for no reason. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Great. Over a newspaper... HQ called the daily event <laughs> Barry Humphreys is annoyed that yeah. they're all over the front page the Spice Girls so he of wants his paper of his paper <laughs> that he's the editor <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to uh, split them up somehow and uh, as he's coming up with this evil scheme it starts raining in the office but not on him only on Jason Fleming Jason who Fleming. happens to be there yeah, another fantastic actor <laughs> who's just there for no reason. Like the, the again, these are characters that don't have an arc. Nothing happens. They no. just they just pop up every now and again and for no reason. Jason but, Fleming literally shows up to agree with Barry yeah, Humphreys Barry, yeah. and then literally get rained on yeah. in an office. And then I don't think you see him again. Oh mm. no, I think he's there's one scene later on he's in. Maybe. I forget. Yeah. So yeah, Barry Humphreys is supposed to be like a Max Clifford character, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, that he's going to somehow break up the Spice Girls because they're on the front page of his paper. Yeah. Ah, what? Yeah. <laughs> that he has control over. Yeah. Okay. Back on the bus, Jerry and Mel B are playing chess. Yeah, they argue over chess because they're clever. Yeah. And Mel B doesn't know how to play chess, and that's the joke. But Jerry does. Yeah, there's like loads of little things thrown in to suggest because like they're like Jerry's not an airhead. She reads. She reads books and stuff. <laughs> there's so like so many. Oh, I read this in a book. No. <laughs> hungry, hungry caterpillar. That's a book. Over at a restaurant, Norm from Cheers is having lunch with Richard E. Grant, trying to convince him that they need to be in a movie. Yeah, and it's all a picture. This. Yeah, they picture a movie only slightly worse than the one we're watching. <laughs> <laughs> The movie idea that they picked, that they pitch, is that the five Spice Girls are all sisters, right? Okay, uh, whose parents disappeared in a Harrods shopping sale, right? And they're poor, <laughs> and Mel C is going to be an Olympic ski jump champion. Oh well, yeah, I didn't listen this this far in. I was just like, I hope the scene that's, ends. That's it. That's it. That's the pitch. Yep. Excellent. Yep. 
Anyway, back on the bus. This is the fantasy sequence you didn't see with Hugh Laurie. All right, go on. There is, it's like, um, what's it? Oh, that's it, because they say there's some sort of murder mystery thing, like, um, and Baby Spice is like, oh, that's it. They say, oh, Baby Spice, you can get away with anything because of, of the way you look like you're so, like, innocent looking. And then it cuts to the, like, this Poirot-esque thing where Hugh Laurie's, like, the detective. Oh. And it's like, uh, oh, oh, like, well, I've called you all here because somebody in this room has committed murder and then it goes through to all these different people and then Baby Spice is sat there with like axes and a chainsaw or whatever and he goes, it was definitely this woman over here who clearly didn't do it and that's the joke. Great. Yeah. Wow. Sad you missed it. I I definitely feel like, yeah, it would have added more <laughs> character development more length <clears throat> yeah. to the <laughs> to my experience another three minutes to the film wow back on the bus baby spice doesn't like the fact that she's known as the baby and posh spice doesn't like the fact that she's posh or some shit and then mel b points out that there is an ugly fish in a tank and it reminds her of an ex-boyfriend and that's a joke yeah and then they joke about being stereotypes uh, but then they like being stereotypes, and that's the joke. I don't. What well, the, what the photo, fuck? They're at a photo shoot, and they're like, "Oh, like you're just getting us to do these manufactured personalities that have been chosen for us." So we're going to do our own thing. Their own thing turns out to be Is, um, every photo shoot or, or clothes changing montage from any film ever. Like it, it, it's the same. Th- Jackie Kennedy, Grease, David Bowie, Marilyn Monroe, Wonder Woman, Charlie's Angels, right? Some random sixties. I think stuff. that bit was cut out of mine as well. No, oh, that, that's that's what they do. They, to, I can't remember what the song is. Um, don't care. Um, but yeah, they do all these different stuff. It's it's basically ripped from any other film. Yeah, and TV show. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, they complain about that the stereotypes, but then they act like they're stereotypes. Yes, great. Back at the newspaper, uh, and the evil an evil man in the form of Richard O'Brien arrives, yes. dressed like something out of the movie Dark City, and he's a private eye. Oh, and Richard O'Brien was in Dark City. Was he? Yeah, by the way, <laughs> just a couple of years before this. I think he literally took the just, wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> took his own... And uh, he's talking like John Lennon. Yeah, I don't understand that. It's such a weird choice. Is Richard O'Brien from... Liverpool? I don't... Is he... What, from Liverpool? No idea. He never... Well, he didn't talk like that on the Crystal Maze. No. <laughs> and um, basically, the, they say, go out and get some bad pictures of them. Yeah, he's like... Uh, like one of these like paparazzi, paparazzi people. Yeah. But yeah, his job is to follow them around and make make them look bad. Yes. Back on the bus, there's more fucking nonsense going on. That's all. <laughs> yeah. They're on Doesn't their way happen. to a publicity party. Oh, and also, the bus has a PA system. Because yeah. it's that fucking big inside anyway. <laughs> that Richard E. Grant needs a microphone yeah. to communicate to everybody on the bus. Yeah. As in like a big... I don't know where Richard Lee Grant is on the bus because I, I no. assume they're on the lower level. Maybe he's got the, the top level. But he's like in a little, quite a small room. Yeah, like this little broom Office. cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> within the bus. And they're yeah. like, oh, fuck knows. Fuck knows. Anyway, over at the, the, this publicity party, they arrive. Jerry Halliwell is looking fucking stunning in this scene. She, she is. <laughs> I mean, credit where it's due. <laughs> God damn. And Alan Cumming is there. Yep. And uh, the film crew, they that's it. The film crew can't get into the event because they're, oh, yeah, not, the they're not on the list. Yeah, and that's like a whole scene. They even say like it's that old '90s joke of if you're not on the list, you're not coming in. Yeah. It was just overused to death. Yeah. Oh, and Jennifer Saunders is there. Jennifer Saunders is there. Yeah, and she's kind of fawning over Victoria, isn't it? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't remember. They're just yeah, talking some really uninteresting like, shit. Like, Jennifer Saunders like tries does try her to do her like funny shtick, mm. um, but doesn't really get a lot to work with. She's just like she's talking to her, and then she's like, "Oh, over here, I'm talking to a Spice Girl." Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's there's nothing you can really do with this material. No. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know who else is there? Bob Geldof. Bob Geldof. Give us your fucking money. <laughs> He's there, and Mel B is giving him shit about his hair, which, to be fair, does look awful. Yeah. Yes. So they they do his hair. Don't they? Yes. Yeah, so in the it? next scene, Mel B has given him a haircut somehow <laughs> to resemble her own hair. Yeah. And Bob Geldof did this. He did. And agreed to do this. Yes, he did. <laughs> Anything to hang out with some twenty-year-old babes. Huh? <laughs> And then there's a scene where the the pregnant friend asks them to be godmothers. Yeah, they're all good. Well, she literally she goes, I was only going to choose one of you. Doesn't say which one. No. I, I wish she had done because that's drama I wanted. Yeah. But she goes, I may as well just ask all of you. Yes. And then uh, Victoria Beckham asks if godmothers get stretch marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because she's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. They're all fucking idiots. Yeah. All these is... women that are super strong and girl power, they're all dumb. Yeah. That's the. It's almost like this is all made by men <laughs> 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 who have no fucking talent. <laughs> yeah. There's so many like. Objects. And there's there's a guy there talking to the pregnant friend until he realizes that she isn't a Spice Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just <laughs> walks off. Like it's yeah, it's well awkward. Oh, and also the private eye, he's hiding in the food at the party. Yeah, he's like in a punch bowl or something weird like that. Oh, there's a joke like um about like whether they like I can't remember how it's set up, but they're like uh oh, does Jerry like boys? And somebody goes, oh uh, yeah, so, Catholic. So Alan Cumming, they're then uh, still at the party. Uh, Alan Cumming asks the Spice Girls what they think of boys. They then talk about men the way that Andrew Tate talks about women, <laughs> suggesting that it would be good if you could just order them like a pizza yeah, and specify what you it. want on the men and then throw it away when you're done. <laughs> when Jerry is asked if she likes boys, she replies, is the Pope Catholic? And this leads to a news report that the Spice Girls are questioning the conviction of the Pope. Oh, that's it. Richard Briers turns up yeah. in a cameo. As, as the Archbishop of Canterbury or something. Yeah. yeah. And this causes controversy. Yes. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's awful. So stupid. Uh, then Richard E. Grant calls Roger Moore, who just talks a load of shit. Just chat shit again. Yep, that's the entire scene. Right, this, this next bit <laughs> is um, an- another one of the reasons you probably can't find this on any streaming site. This is uh, where they go to Milan. This is where they go to Milan, and they're performing a song. Now, the song choice is not the wisest, it is Do You Want to Be in My Gang by Gary Glitter. How unfortunate. Prolific paedophile <laughs> Gary Glitter. <laughs> yep. And also Mel B is dressed like an astronaut for some fucking reason. <laughs> and then some half-dressed men turn up like and scantily, gyrate in the background. Yeah, scantily clad beefcakes arrive. <laughs> Which the Spice Girls, they don't like that. Apparently it's too tacky. Yeah. So then the girls make fun of the man's genitalia right in front of him. Yeah. Luckily he doesn't speak English. <laughs> Is he just grinning like an idiot through yeah. the whole thing? He's right? just stood there in like tighty whities uh, yeah, beefed up, oiled up, smiling, and like just grinning at them. They're like, oh, look at that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look at his little penis in those pants. <laughs> girl power. And every 12-year-old girl in the audience is like, <laughs> And they've got like this uh, Italian 
um, director. Yeah, Richard E. Grant uh, and the video's director are arguing with each other. Right, this, they... the, the actor is, is, is not Italian, um, and this is one of the worst stereotypical <laughs> Italian accents. I think it's accents. maybe Spanish. Is it Spanish? Well, it's oh, in it's Milan, Milan, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> anyway, like, the point still stands. Like, it, it's a terrible, terrible accent, and it's like all of the stereotypes, like, all thrown into one character. Well, he says, uh, he's, "Hey, he's your just mother." Sort of him wearing a sem- sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "Hey, your mother," and then him and Richie Grant just start naming their relatives yeah. at each other, which is the insults. Yeah. Later yeah. on, uh, in the same setting, there's a live show. Yeah. Here in Milan, and again they play the Gary Glitter song. Yeah, they still stick to the Gary Glitter song, yeah. uh, but the men are, are dressed a bit more conservatively until they turn around. But the, the dancers are there. Mm. They come back, and this time they are wearing clothes, but clothes that definitely look like they're held together with Velcro. Yeah. And then they turn around, and yes, their butts are out. Yeah, buttless chaps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, their butts were censored in the version I watched. Really? They literally had like blue blue dots over their asses i thought because i watched the one you told me to watch and i had none of this <laughs> That's fucking weird how weird i did yeah i did put like i imagine this entire scene if this film is to be re-released at any point this entire scene will be this film if this is to be re-released this film will be much much shorter it's never getting no <laughs> there's ever, no way ever back over in england uh, the girls are on the bus driving through the countryside at night and they have to pull over to go to the toilet apparently this ginormous bus that has literally everything on it doesn't have toilets. No. Well, it does. Oh, it does. Well, we'll get to that later. Up. Yeah. <laughs> it does, but uh, never mind. Uh, so all five girls head out into the wilderness with torches to go for a pee. There are toilets on the bus, but they are broken down. Yeah. And Richard E. Grant has expected the driver to fix them. Yeah, meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> and he jokes, he says, I would do anything for them, but I won't do, do that. that. Oh, God. I love meatloaf. <laughs> and yeah, do you reckon that line was written before they cast it? And I was like, I hope we get meatloaf for this. <laughs> God knows. Oh. I mean, this is a guy also who was in Fight Club, who was fantastic in Fight Club. Yeah, he was also in that weird film about chasing a Yeti around New York. <laughs> what was that? I don't remember that one. Oh, what the fuck was that film? <laughs> it's basically fucking terrible. Uh, still, he's better than this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could have just, yeah, just not been in it. So anyway, out in the woods, uh, the girls are scared because it's dark. So naturally, they make an absolute fucking scene. Yeah. When all of a sudden, a UFO appears. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> a UFO lands in front of them. And honest to God, the creepiest looking fucking aliens that's ever been put to film emerge out of this UFO. They are terrifying. Yeah. Let's forget like Alien or Independence Day. These things are absolute nightmare fuel. They've got like these tiny heads and like troll doll hair. Yeah. And these big. They're kind of a weird shape. It's like bulky with small heads. Small heads. It's really bizarre. Uh, But uh, they are fans of the Spice Girls. They they speak. Yeah, they're fans of the Spice, Spice Girls, but they speak. Their own language, an alien yeah. language. But the girls, uh, they speak this language, apparently. They understand everything. Oh, they get the gist of it, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. So uh, they, yeah, they're fans of Spice Girls, it seems, and uh, they want tickets for the show at Albert Hall. Yep. And they ask for autographs, and they get a picture with them. Yep. And then they go and that back. should be enough. Yeah. But no. No. Jerry snogs one. Oh, that was all. Uh, yeah, that was also cut. 
Was my it? Version. Yeah. All oh, right. No, not in my version. Yeah. Jerry like full on snugs one like Cause, tongues because she's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's wildly unnecessary, and you're like, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> this was made by men. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember that all yeah. this girl power and female empowerment and all that stuff. That is not the message here. No. This was all made. Even this band and everything was manufactured by men. I know you fell for it in the 90s. And some of you still are falling for it. This is not it. I'm no. sorry. But middle-aged men created all this shit. And it's not even like... I mean, as far as male fantasy goes, this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's not... Doesn't It's not titillating or anything. It's no. just horrendous. I get Jerry's the hottest one, but come on. Anyway. That scene ends. They leave yeah, back to their home planet with the biggest boners in the universe. <laughs> back on the bus, Richard E. Grant decides that he's going to stand up to Roger Moore. I don't know what his beef is with him. He doesn't even know what he's yeah, saying. No, no, Roger Moore's done nothing at this point but talk shit. But Roger Moore does phone him to tell him. Actually makes a sort of cohesive sentence. And he says to him that uh, the Spice Girls can't have the morning off. <laughs> that was They were going to have tomorrow morning off, but now they don't. So Richard E. Grant informs them that they can't have the morning off to see their pregnant friend Nicola. Yep. Yep. The next day, the bus takes them to dance boot camp. Yeah. Uh, which Richard E. Grant, again, has to announce over the, the PA system. And the dance boot camp is run by Michael Barrymore. Yes. Quick. Which is unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Explanation for people who don't know. Uh, Michael Barrymore was at one time the highest paid TV presenter host. Like he hosted uh, uh, in the UK. He was one of the highest paid. Like he had like multiple game shows. Like and he had like our version of uh, Kids Say the Funniest Things and yeah. all of that. He um, was the, like the Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. He was basically that. Um, and to be fair, he was funny. He was good. He was very funny. He was incredibly funny. He was like the darling of all the, the, the royal variety performance shows yeah. and all, all of the stuff like this. Um, but then it turns out that he had a massive cocaine uh, problem. Um, and he he used to host these massive parties at his house. Orgies. Orgies, basically. Uh, like. Also, it was uh, it came out that um, like he was uh, he was a gay man, but he was in the closet. He, this was something that he hid from everybody because it was the nineties. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. But um, it's the anyway, way it came out. Yeah, the, unfortunately, the, the way that everybody found out was because of this. Because he had this huge party at his house, and somebody drowned in his swimming pool. But there was also like evidence that he had been sodomized. sexually assaulted sodomized yes. uh, and a, a lot of other stuff so there was this huge scandal it finished michael barrymore's career um turns out like michael barrymore didn't have any like he was cleared of any yeah, wrongdoing yeah. but because it was his house and everything else that was it it was finished for him but also forced him to sort of go public with his like his sexuality and everything else so yeah mm -hmm. kind of it finished him yeah so it was quite the scandal. It was quite the scandal. And mm. if I remember rightly, it didn't happen too long after this film came out. <laughs> no, it was the late 90s. Yeah. Uh, early 2000s. So, yeah, it wasn't. And if anything, this particular scene, uh, Michael Barrymore doesn't speak in full sentences. Um, this is probably the height of his cocaine problem, I would have yeah. thought. He like, <laughs> literally just makes weird noises through most of it. Michael Barrymore can barely keep a straight face, basically, as he, yeah. he prances prances around and he screams at them uh, and then they they dance around some kind of army boot camp thing it's ridiculous the whole while michael barrymore is just gurning uh, yeah. and actually this is one of the sort of 
genius Victoria Beckham moments. Obviously, they're all doing these obstacles and jumping out, and she just walks it. Yeah. <laughs> walks but around the obstacles. They're like, all in, like, military sort of gear, and she's yeah. got, like, a camouflage short skirt dress yeah. on and, and high, high heel. heels. <laughs> and just walks around the obstacles to the finish line whilst they're all, like, crawling in mud and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all just turn on Michael Barrymore at the end, start kicking him and shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> end of scene. End of scene. Yeah, that's it. Like, And then they all stay. This is all uh, this massive, like, sort of Wayne Manor. Yeah, later that night, there's Baby Spices in bed, and there's some Friday the Thirteenth music playing. Like, yeah, literally a, a weird, not quite the, the Friday the Thirteenth music, but very but enough close, to suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Richard O'Brien, the private eye, he climbs out of the toilet and he takes a picture yeah. of the toilet. For yeah, reasons. for no reason. <laughs> yeah, look what I just fucking did. Yeah, it's quite impressive. One really. of the Spice Girls floaters in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which one ate this much? <laughs> And then, yeah, they're, they're all living in the house. Well, it's, it's like they're staying there overnight for no reason. And they all start sneaking out. It's, it's almost like it's supposed to be like a Scooby-Doo kind of thing. They all sneak out their rooms. They all bump into each other. But then they just go to Victoria's room. Yeah. And then that's it. There, there's no ghost. They've just done a whole setup with an alien. Like, well, a, they, a they, UFO. Were, they end up in bed together talking about how they all had the same dream. That was it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So back there, later on, they're all they all go to one of their rooms. They're all in bed together because they can't sleep because they're too scared because they heard somebody crawling up through the shitter, who <laughs> then disappeared immediately. Yeah, uh, and they all mentioned that they they had nightmares and they all had the same dream or something. It's incredible. I actually wrote down here. It's just so boring. I want to die. <laughs> um, and they all had the same dream where they had no head. Yeah, they they're all going to perform at the show and they have no head. Yeah, and Victoria's so they, distraught. Yeah, they think that it might mean that in real life they are actually they're they're scared of doing the live show coming up because yeah, they, well they have to you know perform. Yeah, because they can't actually sing. <laughs> it's quite ironic, really, when you think about it. Yeah, because <laughs> other than Mel, Melanie C, they can't sing. Yeah, it's so it's just how did they how did like <laughs> Melanie C genuinely has a fantastic voice she does and she's also got a really unique voice yeah as soon as you hear her, her you know it's solo her. stuff that she did later on was probably i mean i'm not yeah. saying that i would like but even it and listen, that song but she did with brian adams yeah it was belter fantastic yeah because yeah. she's like she's got such a great voice and like i said it's really distinctive you instantly know that's her voice yeah she could have been just a huge star on her own. Well, she did, she's lumbered she with these four. Did people. like a solo album, didn't she? I think that didn't mm. do particularly well. But out of like, because they all tried solo bits, but hers was genuinely like she went a bit rockier than the yeah. usual stuff. And I think she genuinely had a hand in writing some of the songs. Um, but yeah, it, it was um, yeah, she was the only one with any real talent. Yeah, I think she was brought in last. Yeah, because I think originally she was rejected. Right, from what I read. So they had them. And then they brought her in last, as if to be like, ah, oh, I mean, they're all hot, but we need one that's talented. <laughs> we can't get away with four people that can't sing. We definitely need somebody that can. Yeah. And yeah, she's definitely like, as I said earlier, I think she like these days. I think she's. Oh, I haven't seen her recently, but but like not that long ago, she was definitely the one that aged best. I don't really know what any of them look like. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from well, Victoria Beckham, I think looks pretty much the same. Anyway, yeah, there is that. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the joke is, they all think that they have all had, had this dream where they don't have a head, and Victoria's like, "Oh, I think mine's worse because I had a head, but no makeup on." Girl power. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, the girls are outside in the garden in some weird, colourful teepee thing, 
uh, sat there in dressing gowns. And Richard E. Grant is mad that the newspaper guy got a hold of a picture of them or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> the girls think that Richard E. Grant might have a chance with Deborah, who is the assistant we haven't mentioned yet because she's boring and hasn't done anything in the film yet. Yeah. Do you remember Deborah? I do remember Deborah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Deborah suddenly becomes. Deborah is in this film throughout, but yeah. not to about 45 minutes is she really mentioned or anything actually happens with her character. She's an established actress as well. Yeah. I can't, don't ask me her name. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't write it down. I but they, yeah, they think that he might have a chance of her uh, because yeah, Deb- they're Deb- trying to set up some weird like love plot yeah. between Richard E. Grant and, and Deborah. Because Deborah hasn't had a boyfriend in six months. Six months. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Dried up old hag. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Richard E. Grant, you're the only male around here other than Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should bang her. Mm. You know, it's not like she could go out and meet anyone in fucking London. <laughs> it's got to be someone that we know. Yeah, it's an odd thing. Then we have another lunch meeting with Richard E. Grant and Norm from Cheers and his assistant, and they're pitching more ideas for movies. Uh, this picture that they pitch is an action movie called Spice Force 5, which sounds a lot like that Fox Force 5. Fox Force 5. From Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a shameless ripoff. Yes. And we get some shots of the Spice Girls doing some martial arts stuff and yeah. action scenes. Even that whole thing is like basically what they talk about in Fox yeah. Force 5. That Their various skills. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. So you've got Baby Spice is an expert in fighting. Uh, Melanie C is good at breaking into things. Mel B is a demolition expert. Ginger Spice is so good at disguises that she can turn herself literally into Bob Hoskins. Yeah, I know. I was so <laughs> upset when Bob Hoskins walked out of that fucking phone box. I was like, no, Bob. <laughs> I love Bob Hoskins, even though he made the Mario Brothers movie. Like, oh, dear. Like, yeah. It, I mean, Does it's, he even it's... have a line? No, we, she walks into out. a phone booth. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell walks into a phone booth. And then Bob spins Hoskin, around. Yeah. Bob Hoskin walks and out. And he just kind of does that or something. Yeah. He? I can't remember. He must say something. You don't get Bob Hoskins and be like, you don't talk, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was, he, it's good to but talk. I can't remember what. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> That's really fucking niche. If you don't live in England and didn't live in the 90s, Bob, who was it? What was the? It's Bob Hoskins, BT, that British Telecom. Bob Hoskins did a series of commercials for British Telecoms, and the catchphrase was, it's good to talk. Yeah. I mean, at the time, BT was like the only phone company in the country. Yeah. <laughs> it was like before mobiles. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to talk. Yeah, it's good to talk. Yeah. Oh, also, well. was uh, The Long Good Friday is one of the best films ever made, and he's fantastic in it. I've never seen and it. who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> I've never seen Long Good Friday. You never have? Oh, mm-hmm. it's got one of my favourite endings of any film ever. Oh, anyway, uh, we're in cut to Alan Cumming talking into the camera, and then he's interviewing some kids. His entire character and everything that he does is absolutely fucking pointless. Yeah. Like it doesn't serve any purpose whatsoever. So there's these kids there, and they are, I guess, competition winners. They've won a competition to to hang around with the yeah. Spice Girls for and the day. They get a tour of the Spice Bus, yeah. and they're going to meet the Spice Girls. And there's lots of Pepsi product placements. Yep. And uh, the Posh Spice describes Richard E. Grant as a fascist slave driver. <laughs> And uh, the Spice Girls and their two guests decide to uh, just jump off the bus and run away. Yeah, like just as if. They're, yeah, I don't know what what the the. Well, but they because he's off, a fascist. Because he's a fascist, they run up, they climb out the window or whatever, jump off, and they steal a boat. Yes, and so uh, 
Spice Deborah. Girls and their two young fans. Yeah, that they've now kidnapped. Yes. <laughs> they get on a boat and go racing around the Thames. Yeah. Yay. And uh, Clifford, Richard Grant, is like, what is going- why is everybody doing this? And Deborah claims that this behaviour is rock and roll. It isn't. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Let's go boating on the Thames. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, they go. They're on, they're on this like boat, darting around the Thames, and they're singing and dancing. And Victoria looks like she'd rather be anywhere yeah. else. And no, I don't blame I her. Like, Victoria just looks like she's gonna vom. Yeah, she's just sat <laughs> in the back like, like, <laughs> like constantly. And then the boat nearly hits a piece of driftwood or something. It's about that bit. <laughs> yeah, and it gets worse. And then one of the kids fucking falls out. Both the kids. Both the kids kids fall out the boat. And Victoria. And Victoria. And then Sporty, the real hero of this film, and band, jumps into the water (laughs) to try and save them. (laughs) And uh, and, and, then they are are saved. And then Richard E. Grant is annoyed. And he says, you do realise what will happen if any of this gets out. Uh, but of course, it has gotten out because Richard O'Brien, the private eye, has seen the whole thing because he just happened to be scuba diving in the Thames. Yeah. How fucking convenient. <laughs> yeah, his, the, the, this man's psychic powers should be like a, more of a focus, but they're not. No. Like, he's just, yeah, he just, he was like already in the water, like just yeah, with a camera. On, yeah, on his day off. And yeah. he was like, oh, how fucking fortuitous. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, the headline is The Spice Girls in Speedboat Drama Makes the Newspapers, which is bad. And somehow, Spells the end for the group. Should have been Spice Girls nearly kill two children. Yes. (laughs) Then uh, I believe we're over at the Royal Albert Hall and Richard E. Grant is giving them a telling off over the boat incident. He reminds them that they don't have lives and that they are actually part of a well-oiled machine. And a lot of people are working very hard behind the scenes. He's not wrong. And also you could have killed two, two children. Clifford speaks the truth. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, nothing you, but facts. Yeah. You don't have your own lives, you are owned. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. Yeah. And how, when they were filming this, did these five young women not go, oh. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> it's just the movie. Yeah. <laughs> the writers snuck that in. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like, yeah, then try to send an SOS to them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll pick up on it. Anyway, there's a lot of drama. Yeah. And they attempt to act. And yeah, it, yeah, they're supposed to all be... But it, it's like they're supposed to be angry with each other as well, but there's no reason for them to be angry with each other. It doesn't make any sense. But one by one, they're like, well, I'm going. Yeah. And one of them storms off and the other one goes, like, literally repeats the same line. Well, I'm going as well. Like, yeah. and then... Well, if she's leaving, I'm leaving. Yeah, they debate doing the gig or not. Yeah. Which is supposed to be the biggest, biggest... B- biggest gig of their entire and career. the first time they performed live, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, they individually storm off. And then Richard E. Grant just screams incredibly yeah. loudly. <laughs> news of the drama gets back to the newspaper. The newspaper. So news of this gets back to Barry Humphreys. Yeah. The guy that owns the newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> he already knew. He printed the damn thing. <laughs> And he does it. He re- he reads his own newspaper as if he doesn't. Oh, <laughs> look at that! He does an evil laugh. He's literally so out of touch. He just sits in his office all the time. Doesn't know anything that's going on until they put. By the way, sir, here's today's news. Like, oh, my newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this newspaper that you own and edit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I believe that's his last scene in the movie. I think so. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't have any. Um, 
It, 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 yeah, they they kind of it's it's very like David Lynch's Dune at this point because it feels like they they've gone right. We've gone too long. Now we have to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> you compared the Spice Girls movie to a David Lynch film. <laughs> Only in the way that it's like maybe this was supposed to be three movies. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and it was like, no, no, we're not going to do another two. Just fucking wrap this whole thing up now. <laughs> Back at the Spice Girls fucking Wayne Manor house. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell is watching an old movie and crying. And then we have a flashback to a very long time ago. Oh, yeah. Which is like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> to before they were famous. Yeah. And they're sat in a cafe. And they decide to perform a sort of demo version of Wannabe to Brian, the cafe owner. Yeah, much to his chagrin. Yeah, <laughs> he's really not. Yeah, well, Nikki's, like, Nicola, pre-pregnancy Nicola is the instigator of this. She's oh, like, yes. Oh, they've got this really good song. You should listen. She happens to have like a boom box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like presses it and they do, yeah, like it's a different version of Wannabe. And like, you can see like the cafe owner's like, like oh, good. <laughs> Back in the present day, you remember, they've all stormed off and gone their separate ways. Yeah. The girls have individually returned back to this cafe yeah. because they have a hive mind. Yeah, at the same and time they... as well, like, seconds apart. Yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're sad because the cafe is now shut down. It is shut down. And they mentioned that they used to live in there. And yeah. they, and, okay, so they used to live, Brian let them live there whilst they were starving artists. Yeah. For free. Well, yeah, and they used to keep... I bet it weren't for free, was it, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) They'd fob him off all the time as well, because he's like, you're going to pay for these coffees. And they're like, we'll pay you later. And they're like, I can't understand why those cafes shut down. Because you were his only customers, (laughs) and you you can't still pay for nothing. Yeah, (laughs) Fucking hell. Noshing someone off, don't pay the gas. (laughs) And then they decide to go and get chips. Yes. And then there's like, is there a weird daydream sequence? Oh, with Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry in another weird fantasy well, sequence. This, they're, they're all sat by. I don't know if this is supposed to be like five in the morning or something, but yeah, a minute ago it was nighttime. Then they went to get chips, and now it's kind of daylight. Mm-hmm. And they're sat by the Thames, and they're like, oh, like, and they're like, by uh, pontificated about the future. Like, oh, what does the future look like? What if, what if we're not successful anymore? And then Stephen Fry's there, and he sentences, uh, he sentences them twenty years of Taiwanese chat shows for releasing a shit single. Yeah. <laughs> And that they're, yeah, basically they get sentenced for having, making shit music. Yeah. And once he's done with them, he then calls in. Now, who did you, who did he say on your version? Uh, I can't remember. I didn't write it down. So there's two versions. If you watch this in the UK, once he sentences them, he says, now bring in, take that. Oh, right. No. But if you watched it in America, it's bring in Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, that's, that's what, yeah, but he says Howty. Howty and and the Blowfish. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, no one knew who the fuck take that were in, in America. And still probably don't, despite <laughs> the fact that Gary Barlow is a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. Anyway. All right, yeah, so I had the Howty and the Blowfish version. Howty and Blowfish. How did, even though you told me which version to watch, we had two completely different versions. It's weird. Fuck knows. Ah, uh, then they decide that they're going to go for a night out with their friend Nicola, who is heavily, heavily pregnant. pregnant. And they're like, yeah, let's go mental. Yeah. We're going to go yay, on a proper bender. With girl power. Our, yeah, show our pregnant, heavily pregnant mate a really good time. We'll go nuts. No. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a bag in, right, Nicola? Yeah, <laughs> yeah great. Shots, 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 yeah. shots. <laughs> so over at a bar, oh, so this is a different, over at a different bar, Yeah. Richard E. Grant is getting drunk and Deborah arrives. Yeah. Oh, and Elvis Costello works behind the bar. Elvis Costello is the barman and his entire, like, there's, actually, it's one of the most subtle and 
possibly funniest jokes in the thing, but you could miss it. Like, because uh, Deborah orders a drink, like, and it's oh, Elvis yeah. Costello, and she goes, "Hang on," and he goes, "Yeah," and she goes, "Yeah, actually, make that something else." Like, and you think she's gonna go, "Aren't you uh, Elvis Costello?" I thought you were gonna say was um, because she says, "Yeah," it turns around and it's it's Elvis Costello, yeah, dressed like Elvis Costello, yeah. and I think she says, "Can I have a gin and tonic?" Yeah, and he goes, "Okay," and then she goes, "Hang on," and he goes. Make that a double. That's it. He goes, all right. And then he turns around to the bar, the back of the bar, and just looks at it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that bit. <laughs> I think the joke is that it actually is Elvis. It's yeah. just it's like, oh, no. Well, sometimes when she goes, hang on, you're like, oh, she's going to, and she goes, make that a double. And I was like, clever. But yeah, I think I was too busy being like, oh, that's probably like the most subtle, cleverest joke in the whole fucking film. So I missed that next bit. Anyway, Deborah predicts that they're going to get drunk and bang. Yeah. And Richard E. Grant says he's up for it. But in the creepiest way. He's like, I'm up for it if you are. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What's that? You want to bang? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the girls have taken their heavily pregnant friend Nicola to a nightclub. And they instantly... Obviously, they immediately ditch her. Immediately abandon her. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's your night, your night. We're going on the dance floor. And she's like, obviously, I'm pregnant. They're like, fuck you, then we're <laughs> yeah. going. So they go and dance. And Nicola just stands there drinking a Pepsi. Yeah. And the girls go off and dance to one of their own songs. One of their own songs in the Ministry of Sound, apparently. Now, I've been to the Ministry of Sound a few times. I can't remember. I mean, this was back in the day when there was chemicals involved so it might be but it doesn't look like the ministry of sound to me it just looks like there's a flag in the background that says it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's she's so they leave nikki on the balcony they're on like a podium in the middle of everything everyone yeah. having the time of their lives yeah for their friend nicola yeah for their who's friend just nicola, stood who's there watching. on her own yeah <laughs> surrounded by random men <laughs> and then nicola goes into labor yeah <laughs> of course yeah. <laughs> so they get meatloaf to drive them to the hospital. But Emma Emma's the only one that notices as well. Yeah. She's like, Nicky! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you? You'd be having fun. This is like one of the few things, probably the only thing in the film that made me really laugh is so Nicola is having contractions in the back of the gigantic bus. <laughs> and Jerry is wearing marigolds. And while she's doing this, Victoria puts on a kitchen apron. <laughs> <laughs> And there's all this drama about what's going on and all this like, oh my God, is she going to have the, is she going to give birth on the bus? What are we going to do? All this is going on. And then in the background, Victoria Beckham is just looking at herself in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Just doesn't care. (laughs) They make it to the hospital in uh, what is just. I was just before, like um, when she's good, like uh, as she's having the contractions, Victoria's like, are you sure it's not something you ate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I ate a baby. (laughs) They make it to the hospital in what is just the worst set ever. Meanwhile, oh yeah, also Meatloaf has parked in the bus in the ambulance drop-off, so fun <laughs> looks of things. And uh, the girls are in the waiting room of the hospital, which looks like a shopping centre. It does look like a shopping centre. I don't centre. get what's going on there. Also, Jerry yells at Nikki's vagina. <laughs> She's like, get out! <laughs> what's the thing that... Um, some parents come over. So these parents have a child that is in a coma. In it's a like coma. A teenage boy. He's had a severe head injury. Yeah. And they say, you know, my son who's in a coma, he's big fans of you guys. Would you mind yeah. just coming and talking to him? And it's Victoria and Jerry. Yeah. They even say, like, to see if it would help. Like, the Spice Girls have got healing powers. <laughs> yes. And Victoria suggests that Jerry <coughs> take off her top. Yeah. In order to bring this boy out of his coma. Yeah. Just saying this. Brings the boy out of his coma. And she goes, why don't you take your top off? And she goes, like, I, 
at no point do they go, he's a child. They're like, well, no, there'd be no point because he's got his eyes closed. And he goes, ping. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> if you subconsciously. Yeah. <laughs> What's that now? Hello. Anyway, the next day over at the Royal Albert Hall, Richard E. Grant is pacing. Uh, Deborah arrives. They clearly railed each other last night. It's kind of hinted at yeah. like in the worst way. <laughs> but the girls are MIA. Uh, they're still at the hospital. As Nicola hasn't given birth yet. No. Then she 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 does give. That's it. She starts giving birth. The book, this is it. It's coming out. This is when Clifford phones, and uh, he asks, you know, where the hell are you? No. But Jerry says the gig can wait. The world can wait because this is more important because it's about friendship and, and commitment. Friendship and commitment. Oh, go on, Jerry. <laughs> it's the worst like telephone acting as well. Yeah, it's dreadful. <laughs> It's, a, it's about f- friendship and commitment, which you wouldn't know anything about anyway. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so Richard E. Grant is having an absolute fucking meltdown whilst the camera crew and Alan Cumming are trying to film him. And he yeah. spits on the camera crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> Nicky gives birth to like a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Over at hospital, Nicola gives birth. Uh, and Jerry declares that this is girl power. Um, <laughs> and uh, so. as they're leaving the hospital, they randomly bump into Richard O'Brien. Yeah, the private him. eye. Oh, this is he drops his camera, and they start chasing him to catch him. And this whole scene, yeah, it gets really weird. So that's happened. Meanwhile, Norm from Cheers, Cheers. has have, is having another pitch meeting. See, this is my whole thing about where they went right. We've got to wrap this up somehow. Yeah. So now it becomes these two movie execs pitching the film yeah. as it happens it's really bizarre so yeah norm is again uh, him and his friend are again pitching another idea to richard e grant and what they are pitching is what we are it's yeah, cut with what movie. is happening in yeah. this fucking movie and richard o'brien's character for some reason gets a whole redemption arc yes <laughs> he's running through he's being chased like and eventually he's like uh it, they, do they tackle him or something? Or, I can't remember now. Yeah, and it, but yeah, he he sees the error of his ways. Yeah, yeah. This is, and they keep saying, "Oh, these are the rules," like because because everything's more and more absurd. And like Richard E. Grant's like, "But why is this happening?" They go, "Well, it's the rules." Um, and then they go, they basically skip the whole villain thing. Like, uh, what's his name, Barry? Like that. That's that's out the window now. Yeah. Doesn't exist anymore. Uh, Victoria tries to. Uh, Victoria is now driving the bus. Yeah, Meatloaf is missing. Yeah, he's yeah. gone. And so Victoria decides that she's going to drive the bus and get them to the Albert Hall on time. Yes. Uh, she tries to murder Mi- everyone in London. Yeah. Meatloaf appears. Uh, he's kind of. He's, Meatloaf was asleep outside the ho- on the floor Apparently, or something. On a bench, yeah. drunk. No, no, no. <laughs> Regretting these life choices. Anyway, so yeah, Victoria Beckham is racing the Brexit bus yeah, round and London. And then they're like, and now the girls are on top of the bus. Like, why? What's the yeah. rules? Yeah. <laughs> the girls. The rest of them end up on top of the bus. Yeah, it's terrible green screen. We get probably the best joke in the entire movie right here, though. Obviously, the producer is pitching this, and then we're seeing what he's <laughs> pitching. And he describes that the bus, the Brexit bus that Victoria Beckham is racing through London, then jumps over Tower Bridge oh, yeah. as it is coming up. And Norm jumps in and says, oh, that's going to be a bit expensive. So we then cut to the shittiest model yeah. of the Tower Bridge and a <laughs> shitty like London a bus going. cast like yeah. bus. That's toy like, like fucking across. micro machine going yeah. over. It's like, that's actually funny. Yeah. That's like. He goes, yeah, because it's going to be a bit pricey. And then they show that model. It comes back and he goes, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they arrive at, after, you know, 
Victoria Beckham has done a fucking... Oh, they, then they decide there's a bomb on the bus. Oh, yeah, there's a bomb <laughs> on the bus. Yeah, I forgot about the bomb. Sorry. Yeah, yep. which they find, like, they, they open a hatch. Speed they was it. a really popular film. Yeah. In the 90s. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, eventually they do uh, arrive at the Royal Albert Hall after Victoria Beckham has GTA 5'd her way there. Yeah. And the Rocky theme is playing as they run up the stairs. Yeah. But the police intervene them because obviously they've broken many a law. Yeah. Whilst, Killed 17 people yeah. on the way. <laughs> Just driving this bus like maniacs yeah. through central London. <laughs> Which is never possible, by no. the way. Like, if you've ever been to London, <laughs> you cannot drive like a maniac. You can like stay stationary like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly you... can't drive through London like a maniac. But they, they, the police let them go. They get away with it because one of the policemen has a crush on Baby Spy. Yeah, of course he does. He's a British police officer. He's a fucking nonce. <laughs> and eventually they get there and they do the gig and they're singing the song is it Spice Up Your Life, which is their only good song. It's definitely the best. Uh, also has questionable. Anyway, like, just before we get to that, like um, there's like Roger Moore. There's a whole thing with Roger Moore who does something. And then Richard, and then right, this is the this this badly shoehorned in attempt at romance between Deborah and and Clifford. Mm-hmm. Like they have this moment <clears throat> where they're sort of, and he goes, uh, and he goes, wait, like he goes, he goes I, I want to like kind of apologize, like if I can. And she's like, okay. And then as she walks away, and he goes, wait, he goes, I love you. Uh, gets on the phone. <laughs> I love you. Uh, hello. Uh, like, <laughs> just and that's it. That's 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 the uh, wow. That's that's the end of that. That's that entire arc. Yeah, and then we yeah we get to like the Royal Albert Hall, and everybody in the movie has been forced to go to this concert. Uh, they're all there, and they yeah they do spice up your life. Um, one thing I noticed straight away: some questionable lyrics in "Spice Up Your Life." Oh, is there? There is, uh, and it's early on in the song, and it's "Yellow Man in Timbuktu." <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> Like all Did the colours for me and you. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, wow. I've missed it because I didn't want to rewind yeah, it. I was, yeah. I was nearly at the end. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and I looked it up and I was like, is that right? It is. Apparently they've revised it since. Oh, what, for their live shows now? Yeah. That nobody fucking... When they, like, the Mel, Mel B, like, does a whole... What's it now? ...thing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but it's not Yellow what is it Man now? in Timbuktu. Don't know. <laughs> I gotta know. But yeah, it's fact. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank mm. God. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's it. The film ends. Oh, and then during the po- the credits, they do that annoying thing that was popular for a bit, where they talk to the camera as if people are still in the cinema. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It's, when you're watching it at home, it's like I live here. <laughs> Bill Murray does it at the end of Scrooge. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Ah, uh, but I like. I prefer Bill Murray doing it. Um, but yeah, they do this whole. Th- there's actually like a couple of mildly funny moments because you've got everybody in the film basically mocking their characters that they've just played mm-hmm. um, but not done well enough for it to be <laughs> not <sighs> memorable in any way but yeah it's pretty awful so yeah that was uh, Spice World the movie uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes when we talk about films on here we, we don't go through every scene of the movies because there are scenes in movies that aren't really important. So we will skip over certain scenes to sort of get to the funny bits or the, the, the plot of what we're talking about. Because mm. that warrant mentioning. This entire movie is that. <laughs> this entire movie is stuff that normally it's, we would just yeah, skip, skip over, over. Apart from maybe the bus jumping over the bridge. Yeah. There's, there's no plot to this film. It doesn't make any sense. It's just like cobbled together. But yeah. it's, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit... Victoria Beckham made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah. And it was nice to look at. I did. I it was nice to look at Ginger Spice. Any scene as well where they're, they're clearly like 
um, the director has gone, right, you guys now just dance around for a minute. Victoria has no clue. She's always like facing the wrong way. And doing <laughs> something like... <laughs> it's so strange and really kind of upsetting. <laughs> yeah. Well, mm. yeah. I mean, the least talented. Musically, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, probably the richest. <laughs> Definitely the richest. Yeah, with the whole... Uh, Beckham thing. Beckham thing, yeah. yeah. The Beckham thing. The Beckham thing. Not not that she's made all her money just by marrying David Beckham. I mean, but they, most they, of it, they branded themselves, didn't they? Yeah. They've made a fuck ton of money. Yeah, but, oh, uh, yeah. just out yeah. of their their names. Yeah. Um. Just it's it's just shit. <laughs> it's, it's a bad film. Barely a film. It's a, it's a really bad film. Like I know, like it, it holds a special place in lots of girls' hearts. <laughs> but it's it's not a good film and. You've got to see that, right? <laughs> Even the, all all of the reasons, like the whole girl power manufactured nonsense. I mean, that's so obviously not real. fake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pile of shite. Uh, here is some trivia for you. The budget of this film. Do you even want to take a guess? Uh, was it more than a million? Yes. Is it fifteen million? More. Twenty-five. Bang on. Wow. It grossed. Called this twenty-eight million. <laughs> This made, <laughs> it made three million pounds. Well, with marketing, this made fuck all. Yeah. However, Spice Girls, do you know how many albums they've sold? No. 100 million. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course they fucking... Yes. Right. And some other bits. Uh, Stephen Fry admitted on an episode of QI that he took a role in this movie because it allowed him to get an autographed poster of the Spice Girls for his nephew. Ah. The scenes involving mentions of Princess Diana and Gianni Versace had to be cut because they died Jesus. in 1997. Yeah. Like right before this movie was released. Uh, the original bus from the movie, the Brexit bus. Yep. It is indeed. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the original bus from the movie is on display at the Harbour Marina on the Isle of Wight. Right. In case you need a reason to ever go to the Isle of Wight, <laughs> there you go. Gary Oldman allegedly wanted to be in this film, as his sons were big fans of the Spice Girls, but at the time he couldn't due to scheduling conflicts. That isn't the reason, Gary, is it? <laughs> just be yeah, honest. just had second thoughts at the end. <laughs> no, it's because you wanted to hang out with the Spice oh. Girls. <laughs> told you, this film is the Spice Girls and pervy British men. That's it. Jason Isaacs had a cameo. Well, I'll say a cameo, a scene in this film, but it was cut. How do you cut Jason Isaacs? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was famous. En- well, it was written down as cameo, but I don't think he was famous enough at the time to call it a cameo. But he was in this film, but it was cut. Yeah. And here's a good one. When is it a good one? I don't know. Gary Glitter had filmed a four-minute cameo in the film that had to be cut because he's a nonce. But they still included the song i think at the time he was just suspected (laughs) that's just absurd but it wasn't as woke back then (laughs) so we can't have literally a nonce in the film but we'll have his music yeah we can we can still play the music to be fair the joker uses a gary glotter song yes it does yes yeah it does but i mean the guy's supposed to be mentally ill so and it's a better song yeah (laughs) (laughs) and Jerry Halliwell quit the Spice Girls five months after this film came out. <laughs> Maybe that scene did get through to one of them about you're just being used. You're just yeah. here because we've made this. 
It got through to one of them. Good job. <laughs> yeah. She figured it out. She's like, she watched it back at the premiere. She was like, oh, oh no, get fuck it. this. And some comments from some people that, uh, you know, yeah. suggested this. A few. Uh, my phone's around here somewhere, so you go first. Okay. I've dropped uh, it on the floor. Friend, well, Emma Barsby, never watched it. Happy I didn't, and I'd rather teaspoon out my own eyeballs than watch that shite. Right, so I put the post up saying, they don't just sing, screams the movie post tagline obnoxiously, and it's true, they also don't act. Um, and basically took the piss out of the film. So Kaylee then went on to say, how very dare you <laughs> for a movie that's aimed at children, mostly girls, and as a child myself, when I watched this masterpiece, it's spot on. The acting isn't relevant in a movie like this, not even a little bit, because it offers so much more to little spell Spice Girls like me. So fuck you. Fuck you back. <laughs> acting is relevant in every fucking film. <laughs> to be fair, like we chatted afterwards and uh, she... Was like, um, I was wrong. I apologise. <laughs> no, she's not, I haven't watched it for a while, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Martine Phillips. Uh, it's my ex. Na, 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 <laughs> Capital letters. This is the best! <laughs> uh, then put Stephen Fry, Meatloaf, Michael Barrymore, Roger Moore, Hugh Laurie, Legendary. Yeah, in other things. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cherry Marie Turner. Uh, I watched the 20 year anniversary of this at the cinema a few years back, and their mums, uh, there were mums there with their daughters. All the kids looked traumatized by the horrendous special effects, such as when they were stood on top of the bus. All the mums were singing along, and the poor kids looked confused and embarrassed. I loved it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Martine was a huge fan of this film. It's, it's we we one of the reasons we split up was because she liked to yell zig a zig ah every time she had a orgasm. <laughs> which I was, mean, I wouldn't know. Somebody yeah, told me. Say, which was once a year. <laughs> once is enough. <laughs> uh, she'll watch this as well. Zig zig. Oh no. <laughs> Here are some comments from people on Instagram. Now remember, usernames aren't real names. So, <laughs> uh, make up by uh, make up by Galaxy in capital letters. Love it! Four exclamation marks. How could you not? Question mark exclamation mark. Well, we just said yeah. Red Silver Mountains just put iconic. No. Ash J Harvey underscore says yas exclamation mark that's my cousin <laughs> uh stark 2490 when i was a kid didn't like Sp spice girls so no chance i'd seen it as an adult i still don't like them fair enough okay casal rouge camp bizarre brilliant no 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 alice <laughs> underscore hair underscore 92 iconic exclamation mark We'll Stop go... using that word. That word doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> we'll go down in British history. No, it has. <laughs> Page X Bowers. Masterpiece, to be honest. Oh, she commented on my Instagram saying that she watches it, like, or quotes from it at least once a day. I believe that. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay, of all those comments, right, the ones I tried out, uh, two of them are people I know in real life. Yeah. And only one of them... I can honestly say I would believe it if they told me they had seen this in the last 20 years. 
I know you remember. Go well. You can't watch it unless you watch it. I know. Yeah, you have to find it because yeah. none You've of the streaming sites. There's there's this, many many reasons it will not be shown yeah. on the streaming. This site. is like search. It's like mining for Bitcoin trying to yeah. find this film. It's not on any streaming sites. If you were to watch it now, <laughs> you would. It's not a good film. It's bad. not even objectively. It is just bad. I it's, know you liked it when you were fucking twelve <laughs> or whatever, yeah. or like an eight year old. And I get that you love the Spice Girls. But this is uh, from just a point of view of this as a film. It's a pile of fucking diarrhea. Yes. And now I know none of you have fucking watched this. No. Recently, so go back and watch it. Try Such and find it, film. and then come back. Yeah. Because I we had to fucking watch it. <laughs> All for this. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Like, share. <laughs> is that it? That is it. I think we're done. All right. Cool. Um, thank you for that. Thank, thanks for coming. We will be back to something, well, still shit, but <laughs> something we can't. Probably marginally less shit than this. <laughs> Friday the 13th, part three. Oh, there um, we go. The 3D one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also the one that isn't on any streaming site, so I'm going to have to find it. Oh, yeah. There's another film we have coming up at some point. Um, along the same that was also recommended and we've been putting off about oh year. is it Shades of Grey Fifty Shades of Grey is going to be an upcoming episode just so you know yeah <laughs> we'll be getting our getting our dongs on <laughs> getting our getting our whips on excellent we're going to really zig zig ah oh, that sucker <laughs> <laughs> good night everybody see you later <laughs>